All right, it is episode. Are we on uh, 20 yet? No, we're on 19, right? 19. Episode, yes, 19, season two of the Talking Ball podcast. Ryan Flannery, Antonio David O here with y'all once more for another week, another show. And uh, why don't we just get right into it, man? Let's not waste any time. Let's jump right into it, man. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, so the Mariners, uh, well, you know, a little bit of a slow start, a little bit of a slow start. It's a little kind of continuing on into ne- uh, this week, as, you know, we talked about their little slow start last week. But uh, the guy that's not off to a slow start is Jared Kelnick. And this guy was everybody's, like, this guy has to be the player to come into this year to get better, to hit home runs, Breach. to get on base. Breach. And he's been doing that. He's been doing that. He hit a moonshot yesterday against the Cubs that went four. How long was it? Four hundred and It's like 45. Oh, my goodness gracious. Dead center. Dead center and Wrigley, center. which is hard. Yeah, which is very hard to do, especially with the wind out there. But uh, let's talk about Jared Kelnick right now, man. I mean, we'll talk about the Mariners as a whole as well, but but Jared Kelnick's been playing great. And I know I remember last year we had so many conversations like, man, this guy just has to start playing well. He really he's like the key guy for the Mariners to have a successful season. Now, they did have a successful season, but now when you add on Jared Kelnick to that and his offense and his defense as well, what are you seeing in him right now? This is the Jared Kelenic we've wanted the last two seasons. Uh, maybe not two seasons ago. We're kind of like, okay. He should have been the big leagues, uh, twenty-five man roster, twenty-six man roster moving forward. Last year, same thing. This is the guy that we've been waiting for that we traded for from the Mets. Jared Kelenic is hitting the the skin off the ball, man. Like I can't, I can't even put any way other than to put it. He's batting three fifty-one right now with it looks like it's five RBIs and I think. Four home runs? I'm trying to look it up right now. It's not showing me the home run stat exactly, but I'm going to leave it like this. On this road stand, he had three home runs in three straight games, and he's batting 351. I would say if he can bat 240 this year, the Mariners will have a success in their, their open outfield spot. He is exceeding expectations. This is the Jared Kellenick we wanted for years to come now. And if when the rest of the team kind of gets out of the slump they're in, this early season's kind of slump they're always in that they start off with, when Julio can really gets his bat waking up, Ty Francis sitting there, when Suarez starts waking up all these other key players for the Mariners, and they get that bull, not even the bullpen. If the pitchers can get past six innings and go longer innings, so the bullpen doesn't have to get stretched out to three right. to four innings, then the Mariners are set and they're they're going to be squared away. It's still early, but they're just past ten games to start the season. There's no there's no worry. There's no there's no panic yet in Seattle. Still a long season. The April's not even finished yet. I think right. fans are just looking at the fact that it's like. Okay, there's so much hype. Why are we not living up to it? They'll live up to it. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. They're only two and a half games back from first place right now. So I'm not worried mm-hmm. about that. Okay. Teams are going to fizzle out the hot teams, and then the Mariners are going to kind of stay consistent. It's just this road trip kind of woke them up. They went 500 on the road trip, which you want to go at least 500 or better on a road trip, and they've done that. And so bring that mojo back to your homestand here, which actually you're going to for Calvary yeah. Bobblehead Night, the clinch. So that's my take. No panic yet. And Jared Kelenek, if he can keep this up, I don't think he'll be batting 351 for the season, but that confidence is there. That confidence is there. That player we were waiting for, that call-up, the savior of the Mariners, you know, before Julio came around. This is that guy we're seeing. It looks like he's having fun. He's confident. And sky's the limit for Jared Kelenek this year. And like I said in the past, He's only 23 years old this year. He's young. Mm-hmm. Julio is what? 21, I think. 2021. Like he's, he's right. He's with that young group of guys right there. You know, he's, he's a young player and you can groom him. And now they're seeing it. They change his batting stance. They change his grip. He's not like white knuckle and death gripping it anymore. I saw he, that. Yeah. He, he's looser. He's more comfortable yeah. to play. He, he, he's standing more, a little bit upright, more comfortable, yep. just relaxed. Mm-hmm. He looks loose and relaxed in that batter's box, not white knuckling anymore. He's just more relaxed. Like you're supposed to be when you're holding the bat. And it's showing and he's not going to bat. like I said, he's not going to bat 351 the whole season, but 
hey, man, if you can get 20, 25 bombs out of him and he can bat at least 260, I think it'd be realistic if he kind of keeps this pace up. The Mariners, the sky's the limit for Jared Kelenic in that outfield with the Mariners. What area of improvement do you think the Mariners have to work on to get back over 500? I just think consistency, one through four, you can see even take one through six with Kellenic. He's about that middle lineup spot right there. JP and Colton Wong got to get it going. JP Crawford and Colton Wong got to get that middle infield. I told you our episode, we started talking baseball. That middle infield is going to be the weak point for the Mariners this year, and it's starting to show. And now you're seeing why teams spend money on the Trey Turners and the Carlos Correa's Mm. in free agency because now it's showing us not doing that. Are we saving money for Shohei? I don't know. That's a realistic possibility, but that middle infield and starters not going past like the fifth or sixth inning. That's really starting to get it. I get where it's still early and all that, but if if Castillo's throwing a gem, man, let him go in. If if this pitch counts is in the 80s, 90s, and he's like, hey, hey, Skip, I can keep going. Hey, Scott, you know, let me keep rolling. I'm on a roll. Roll with it because that that bullpen wall is one of the best in baseball, not at this moment, you know, but entering the season, they were. They they're not, it's almost like they're not equipped to go four innings. They can close you out in like a setup and a close, but it's just like once you have to get to that long relief session, the six, seven, eight, nine innings like that, that four inning stretch, that's where they're running into trouble. If you're if your pitcher's throwing a gem, ride them out. Right. Ride right. them out. If they if they have one hit and one run, ride them out because those the bats are starting to wake up. But your starting pitching is going to be your strong point until that that bullpen's just not built for long innings. They're built to set you up and close it out. Mm-hmm. Los Bomberos is meant to set you up and close you out right. seven, eight, nine. They're not meant to go five, six, seven, eight, nine. Not a lot of bullpens are equipped for that in general in the MLB. I mean, I would love to hear one. I mean, I, it's still early, like I said, but bullpen not eating, not having to eat up a lot of innings in that middle infield. I mean. That's that's their weak point right now. And once you can kind of get that turned around, we'll see where it's at. Maybe you trade for a big bat this up during the spring, uh, before the trade deadline, all star yeah. break. To, and you can't wait. You got to get them in before all star break, before the trade deadline to get that to get that chemistry, that mojo going before it's too late. I right. put a basketball tent real quick. If the Lakers would have traded for D'Angelo and and all these guys at the but well before the trade deadline, yeah, they would probably be a five seed right, right. now. Yeah, because right. they had the best record out of the out of out of the All Star break, I believe it was. They have like the top, yeah, mm-hmm. first or second best record. So that's right. Back to baseball real quick. That's just kind of a little analogy I want to throw out. Right, you got these pieces. It was just too late. You can't be too late. One in that division with the Astros. If the Angels keep it up and Texas has great pitching and some great All Stars on their team. The, the, they're with the Mariners included besides the A's. It's just kind of like they'll, they'll fizzle out. Yeah, the, yeah, they're they're right, a triple A right. team in the MLB, right? Yeah. You got to get bats in early. If JP and Colton aren't working out, we don't expect Colton, Colton Wong to hit 500 home runs or 50 home runs, you know, type thing. That's a generation. Sure. You expect maybe 10 to 15, maybe a 240, 250 batting average and mm-hmm. a good plus. He just plays good but defense. None of that is showing up to this point in the season. Yeah. He's missing kind of routine balls that he made when he was in St. Louis. He's not that same player. Yeah, but he also right, had 17 right. errors in Milwaukee last year, which kind of concerned me coming into this season where it's yeah. like, that. why did we let go of Frazier, Frazier right. when mm-hmm. Frazier could do better, if not the same, what Colton Wong's doing at probably a cheaper price. Mm-hmm. So if you're worried about saving money, Frazier was the better player at this point come from last year into this year. That service, or not service, but DePoto wanted the last couple of years. Yeah. And you didn't get any trades that happened. So you got you to gotta build that middle infield. And if they're not working out, you better hope JP works out because you traded your whole farm system who could replace him to Cincinnati for Castillo, which has been panning out. Castillo who was a, was a diamond in the rough. Not a diamond in the rough. We Good knew pitcher. what we were getting, but 
he he's he's a top ten pitcher right now. Yeah, so I agree. You could you could argue so middle infield and let the starters roll out a little longer and not let the bullpen eat up so many innings. Let them let them come in like maybe like two thirds into the sixth, like to end the seventh and then eighth, ninth to set you up for a close, right? But not not a full half game. No, not a lot of bullpens are equipped for that. Well, I think it's good that the Astros are kind of off to a slow start. Texas also off to a decent start. Uh, you know, the Angels are the Angels. I feel like they're going to fizzle out at some point. I'm sure one of the guys will get healthy, Trout or, or get hurt, Trout or Otani, not wishing they will, but, you know, that, that's been the pattern for years on, on years on years. So I think yep. the Mariners are still in a good spot, you know, in, in the division-wise at least, you know. And like you said, it's so early, man. It's You can't you can't predict the season on, on May 13th – or, excuse me, April 13th. You just can't. You just can't. But all right, so let's move on to a team that uh, has tied an MLB record, I believe, if I read that correctly. The Rays are thirteen and zero. They have won third their first thirteen games. Now, all right, they have been playing some bad teams. We know that, but hey, a win's a win to me, especially in the MLB. What do you think about this Rays team? Do you think this Rays team could be a World Series contender? Because at this point, you're going thirteen and zero. You know, the Rays have always been good. The Rays always somehow get into the playoffs, right? But. 13 and 0 is is pretty impressive and right now obviously they're the darlings of the AL the darlings of the league right now but I don't know I mean are they a world series team do you think that I mean nobody picked a race to make it the world series in the offseason you know maybe to make the playoffs just because they're so consistent but uh, let's talk about the Rays real quick yeah 13 and 0 tie the modern MLB record you know not not dating back to like the 1800s you know what I mean? yeah yeah but yeah what do you think about the Rays man well, I'm going to list who they played each series up to this point for 13-0. Right. 13-0 is 13-0. I'm not yeah, going to take yeah, yeah. that away. Right. But they have yet to play a formidable opponent, which they are going into this weekend because they won today. So that's 13 mm-hmm. straight as of Against today. The Sox, We're recording yeah. here on the 13th yeah. of April. So you'll probably hear this, everyone, tomorrow. But <laughs> If they lose, all right. Really, let, look, let's look into it. So they played the Tigers to start the season off. Then mm-hmm. they played the Nationals. Then they played the A's and then Boston, who Boston is in this weird rebuild. We don't know what yeah, we're doing. If we good. should spend money or rebuild. So, right. but Boston's Boston. I, I thought they'd maybe get a, get a game or two from that. But they beat an in-division indiv- opponent. So that's what you got to do in baseball in any sport. You got to beat your in-division when it comes down to it. They did that. Now they're playing the Blue Jays tomorrow. Then they go into the Reds and the White Sox. But that you got to watch out for that Blue Jays. They're not they're not going to sweep the Blue Jays. No. The Blue Jays could so take either. two of them. It just depends what yeah, where oh, they yeah. fall in their in their rotation of Manoa's going and so on, if you're going to face an ace or not. But then after that, they're going to place the White Sox. White Sox are having a good year so far, but Tim Anderson's out, I think, for what, four yeah, months, I think yeah. it was. Or not four months, oh, four wow. to six weeks. Oh, okay. Um, right, four right. To, excuse me, four to six weeks. And so yeah. you have their their all-star and their best player on their team who's out. Then they got Houston, they got White Sox again. So they're starting to get the the strength of their schedule showing up. And I'm not taking away 13-0. It's an amazing feat. Yeah. 13-0. But you're you're finally going to get to the strength of your schedule, and you still got the Blue Jays, and then I yeah think, they're going to lose. And if yeah. I roll down their schedule right now, if I wanted to go to May, they have the Yankees, and then the Orioles, and then the Blue the Blue Jays again, the Dodgers, Brewers, and the Mets, and the and Cubs. So yeah, and they played a lot so they, of games at home too. Look, let's 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 keep track of them in May because they got the Pirates. Who it's the Pirates? We'll see what they may maybe sneak one. They got the Yankees, and they got the Orioles, and they got the Yankees. They have the Yankees two out of three series to mm. begin the to be the first two weeks of the of the month in May. And then they got the Mets and they're on the road for the Orioles, the Yankees and the Mets right there for almost a week and a half span. Then they go home to face the Brewers, the Blue Jays, and then the Dodgers. And then they're on the road to the Cubs. So their May schedule is going to dictate. You're going to see what team the Rays are in the month of May. 
yeah, with that one. You got to face the Yankees twice. You got the Mets, the Orioles. Right. You got two, three series right there in division. And then actually four, because you got the Blue Jays again. And then the Dodgers to end the season and pretty much end the month out. It's going to so, get tougher, a lot tougher. It's going to get tougher. Look off to see if this team is the same team come May. Because right, you're not right. going to see the Tigers and the Reds and whatever, no. whoever the was they played. Well, not the Reds, but they're playing the Reds. But you're not going to see the Nationals or the Tigers to start your season off. You yeah. have four series in division and then the Mets and the Dodgers do round out May. So let's see where this team stands at the end of May. And then we'll see if they're legit or not. And yeah, the Eagles have not contenders for the AL. Yeah, I mentioned, you know, they play, they play a lot of games at home, too, which, you know, I know they don't have the greatest home field advantage, but people actually looks like people are showing up. You know, it looks like they're supporting their team when they're good. All, which is a little, all 200 seats they fill. Yeah. <laughs> well, the full front runners. I, hey, I, I mean, they've made World Series. The Mariners have it. So I yeah. get this. You know, they've made what? Two well, and that's the thing. Three World yeah, Series? I believe two. Yeah. One with the Dodgers and one with the Phillies. But um yeah, I mean, they, they just are always a solid team. And I know we've talked about that in the past, that they just always seem to somehow get into the playoffs, whether it's a wild card or they lead the division. But uh, they have good hitters. Obviously, Rosa Rain is a good hitter. Wander Franco is looking like that uh, super prospect that he was supposed to be when he first and came Franco's into the league. a great player. Yeah. I watched really a little bit of them on ESPN Plus the other day. They're a great player. Yeah, and they have McClanahan. McClanahan, I believe, won the AL Cy Young last year, if, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Oh, no, uh, Justin Verlander did. But no, Verlander he was, won, but he, he was, I think, is the runner-up. He runner was a up. finalist, yeah. He was the runner-up. Um. They just got great pitching. They got a good bullpen. They're, they're, again, the guys hit. Brandon Lau hits. Um, you know, again, we mentioned a Rosa Reina. We mentioned Franco. They got guys like uh, you know, um, uh, Manuel Margot. He's a he's a veteran type of guy. So, uh, you know, yeah, the, the schedule is going to get tougher, and I think they're going to fall down the hill a little bit. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if again they they make the playoffs again, right? I mean, yeah. you're off to a great start, obviously. And you know, they always and the say AL East and the AL East is the best division in baseball. You oh yeah, no that. doubt. Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. So, yeah, shout out to the Rays, man. Shout out to the Rays. All right, anything else relevant? I, I want to talk about those Pittsburgh Pirates, man. They're, they're playing pretty good, and I know they're probably going to fall off the cliff at some point, but, you know, they brought back Andrew McCutcheon, which I thought was a great moment when he got his standing ovation the other day. Yeah. That was so, that was so cool to watch, but they're, they're kind of the surprise team of uh, the MLB so far, so I just want to give them some love. Other than that, um, you know. What is your take? They... So I got one more. We can oh, probably ahead, end on ahead. this. Yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. Salt Lake City put in for an expansion team for an that. MLB team. What is right. your take? I've been saying Nashville and Vegas. I think Vegas yeah. is going to get the athletics. What's your take on, oh, okay. on Salt Lake City? I mean, maybe a triple-A team. I just don't see them housing an MLB team. Yeah, But, but again, Nashville had a triple-A team um, in the past. I didn't do too well. So maybe think about Nashville. But I think there's other cities like Vegas and, and other cities somewhere, even on the East Coast, that would deserve a team more than Salt Lake I, City. I, I would I go... I think it, I think it's more of an experiment than an actual expansion move. Right. But yeah, I would me. go Vegas number one, Nashville number two. Salt Lake City it never even popped in my mind. So I, I don't know if that would work. I mean, obviously they're a basketball town. The Jazz have been there for quite some time, but that's their only game in town. And they got and they got the a soccer team. They got oh MLS the, the down White there. Caps, I want to say, or that's Colorado, I think. Or maybe Utah FC. Who knows? But I don't I don't uh, even know yeah. they have an MLS. I don't ball soccer that much, man. No, me either. <laughs> no, no. To be honest with you, yeah, right. No, I, I, I mean, I, I could see it working in, in the fact that, like, again, they only have one, like, true, pro, like, true known pro sports team in town. So I can definitely see, like, okay, like the fans are gonna rally. If they can rally behind the Jazz, they can certainly rally behind, you know, whatever MLB franchise would go there. But again, I, I think you know the MLB wants to make money and they want to make the most money as possible. I think a bigger city like a Nashville, like a Vegas, but like you mentioned, they're probably going to get the A's at some point. Another yeah. Oakland team, no, 100% Vegas, Vegas, Vegas will get Oakland Athletics. 100% they'll get yeah. the Oakland Athletics. 
I'm not against it. I mean, I you know, but I I would pick a bigger city over Salt Lake City for sure. But if you, you know. think like what other city like big cities don't have one, I mean, yeah, if they're even thinking about relocating the Rays just because the, the Montreal and, right? and, and the money like Montreal, like Montreal yeah. would probably get a team before people. There's it's not like a rumor or anything, but I hear people say Vancouver, BC mm. up here where it's just like, eh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know about Vancouver. They never baseball had baseball team. before. Like Montreal yeah. had baseball. No, they, know, they, 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 a... they lost their basketball team, you know, right. So yeah. it's Seattle. But that we were robbed of our basketball. Team. Oh, That's absolutely. The difference. Absolutely. But, I mean, I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm not opposed to it. I mean, you would get a whole different fan base. It's not like you're competing like for another L, like a two LA teams or whatever. You know what right. I mean? Or, or like Oakland and San Francisco across the bay from each other, where there's no one right there in the part of the United States. I mean, the Rockies. I think that's the only fan base you're trying to compete with right there is Colorado, like mm -hmm. right around the corner with the Rockies. Yep. But other than yep. that, that's all I can think. So I'm not against it. I just wouldn't think Salt Lake City right off the bat. I would think like, like uh, yeah, said, Vegas, never popped into my mind. Or Montreal or yeah, someone yeah. like that. So, but that, that's, right. I, I, I don't care. I mean, it's an hour, nine hour drive if I wanted to go watch a Salt Lake City game <laughs> from here. I've, I've been to Salt Lake City. It's a beautiful city. Yeah, not right, right, do, right. But it's a beautiful right. city. <laughs> so a good, so it's a good skiing city, right? I mean, for skiing, it's it's definitely a, like one of the the hubs of Colorado and and Utah for skiing. But no, I mean, yeah, again, I think that's going to be interesting. And just the fact that the MLB wants to expand, I think, is pretty cool. Well, you know? and, and Nevada's next door to Utah. Right. Like, mm -hmm. like, if you go just a few hours, like, southwest, Vegas is right there. I, mean, I think right. Vegas from Salt Lake City is, like, six hours. So would you really want to put – I don't know the exact time frame, but I'm just saying, like, would you want to put two teams like that next to each other as expansion right. teams? Probably not. But right. I don't get paid the big bucks to think that. Right. But I would, like I, I said, wish. I would think Vegas or or Nashville or Montreal yeah. before Salt Lake. But if they're serious and they have the plants put out and they can get a stadium approved, that's really all it comes down to. The MLB goes, yeah, we, yeah, build a stadium of 20, 30,000, you know, right. let's, let's see that. Because yeah, because I think they show up. I, I guess it's just a matter of building the stadium, you know, building yeah. the, the hype around the team. <clears throat> because, you know, when the Sonics went to Oklahoma City, there was like no hype. But then they got, you know, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, they started playing well. And, you know, so if your team plays well, man, people will show up. I feel like that's like such a such a true statement. Yeah. And I, I would see them as more like a small market team, like like, say, like oh, yeah. the Royals. Yes. Like the Royals yeah. like that. Where it's like, you're not you're not going to have this big old 40, 50,000 no, no. stadium. But yeah, you, that Royal Stadium is pretty small to, to 30 fans, 30,000 yeah. fans and, and go right. from there. If you can sell at least 15 to 20 on a weekend, then yeah, but it really goes off the success because the Rays can see what, not even 25,000. I mean, that's been the problem with it. So Yikes. if they have the plans, if they have the funding and they get the proposal accepted, you know, from the MLB and the city and everything else, then why not put a team in Salt Lake city? Just, yeah, you're going to compete with Vegas at that point. And then you got to oh, redo sure. a whole restructure of AL and NL and who's in all this and that. Right. So but yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of anything relevant would be that Salt Lake City move that I could think of. Yeah, no doubt about it. So we'll move on to the NBA. Where Just uh, not Portland. Do not put a baseball team in oh Portland. God. No more pro franchises in Portland. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. They have the Timbers and the Trailblazers, and that's all they need. Yeah, that's good enough, right? That's that's it. And, and the pro players don't even want to be in Portland for the Trailblazers. I don't even know where they, they would put a stadium. I mean, that 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 would be kind of a, a uh, they, they would have to put on the outskirts, like right mm, for sure. And there's not even like it's not even like Seattle with like Bellevue or something like that. It's like right. you know, not even Tiger. Tiger's an outskirt. I had family in Tiger, which is just outside of Portland. Mm -hmm. You'd probably have to go. They're not gonna put in Lake Oswego. You'd mm -hmm. have to go. Yeah, it wouldn't be like in the city on the outskirts, so yeah, it wouldn't even be right. in Portland. It'd be like 
the Portland whatever baseball team the outskirts, 30 like miles outside. But hey, yeah. teams do that. It's like teams yeah, the Jets like in Arlington, Giants, you know, Jets yeah. and Giants. I mean, in Jersey, um, Jersey. I, mean, Jersey. I, think, I think I saw I saw a map of the MLB and how like where the stadiums from like the downtown circumference. Seattle's just outside. Like they did like they place whether they're in downtown or not. Soto right. district in Seattle is pretty much downtown Seattle. So, but I get like what's considered downtown. There's a lot of teams that are like on the outskirts of downtown, right. uh, but it's just a matter of where you can build a stadium. Obviously you're not yeah, going to put it. a stadium in a, the downtown smack dead metropolitan of an area. Not right. a lot of big cities can, can house that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like obviously so, like New York city, you can't put a big football stadium in the middle of New York city in Manhattan. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're right. It all comes down to where they're going to place it, you know? And I think that's, that's important. But. And we always talk about like the air in Seattle, right? Could, the air in Salt Lake city. In the spring and fall, it's going to be, we'll yeah. see, it's not really a desert. Because the more south you go in Utah, it turns into a desert. I've been there. I'm mm. hiked there, right? So Right, it, right. And went down there for a little family road trip. If you get down, like, down to like the St. George hurricane area, area where it's more like desert, right? Past right. Moab. Yeah, everybody thinks it's all snowy. Moab, yeah. it's, that's all desert, right? That's all like desert and the canyons and all that. Yeah, the canyons, And that's like yeah. two hours away from, that's a two-hour drive from Vegas. That's where I was saying that, that. Do you really want to put two expansion teams right next to each other? It just what, the, what division would they play in? I guess I guess the NL West, AL or NL, AL or NL, and then yeah. they'd have to restructure because then you'd probably throw Houston in like the Central, or they'd be in the Central. They'd be in the Central <laughs> division because they're kind of right. in that weird right there in that time zone within the Mountain yep. West time zone. And so, I mean, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Like they they just proposed it. So it's interesting. Very very interesting. All right, so let's move on to the NBA. Uh, the playing tournament is still going on, of course, but uh, the the games have been pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, the playing games have been pretty decent. You know, Chicago's uh, and Durham Demar Derozan's daughter is screaming at the <laughs> refer at the Raptors making free throws, and it worked because they missed 18 of them. Now they didn't make them; they missed 18 of them. So the Bulls are still alive. The uh, Hawks upset the Heat, which was pretty surprising. So the Hawks will play the the Celtics, the Heat, and the Bulls are gonna play for that eighth seed. Uh, you go out west. The Thunder beat the Pelicans, so the Pelicans and my Western Conference Finals pick did not do very well. Obviously, Zion didn't play, so hey, but you got the Kings. Yeah, I got you the got Kings. The right. Kings. Yes, I did. That's yes, all that matters. Yes. That was that's a right. really good that's hot big take one. with the Pelicans. But yeah. you got the Kings, man. You <laughs> got them. Right. And the Jacob Degrom to Texas. That those are my. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm gonna stand on those for a while. But uh, but yeah, so the Thunder are gonna play the uh, Timberwolves for the eighth seed. And then the seven seed belongs to your Los Angeles Lakers after that really good game against the Grizzlies, who are a little undermanned because Rudy Gobert decides to punch people. And then Jaden McDaniels punches a wall and breaks his hand. But nonetheless, the Lakers look good and they're going to be playing the Grizzlies in the uh, first round. So it's nug. I think it's going to be Nuggets, Timberwolves. Uh, you got the Suns and Clippers, 4-5. That's going to be a good one. Lakers, Grizzlies, uh, the 3-6. What is the 3-6? Um Kings and, and Kings and Warriors. Yeah, Kings and Warriors. And then you go to the East. You have uh, what I think is going to be the Bucks and the Heat. Which I, you know, hey, listen, that, that's going to be a good series nonetheless. The Heat of the Heat aren't the Heat from last year, but still, it's going to be a good series. The Hawks and the the Hawks and the Celtics. The Nets, who somehow made didn't have to play in somehow. I don't know. They kept alive uh, because of Mikkel Bridges. But um, yeah, the Nets and the Sixers. And then which one am I missing? Uh, the four five. Uh, the Cavs and the Knicks. I must say, so, I think I think Cavs and Knicks are four or five. Yeah. So out of all those series, I mean, I guess I'll start. You know, upset alert. I I think. Go, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think we might agree, but as much as I love the Kings, I mean, and as much as the Warriors stink on the road, 
you know, the Warriors got pedigree, man. And I and I think that they have that thing where they're going to flip a switch. You know, I don't think they're going to be world beaters like they were with Kevin Durant, but they're playing in a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in 16 years. Now, the Kings have the I mean, look, it's the three point era, so I don't think this means a lot, but the Kings are the highest rated offense in NBA history. Right? They score the most in NBA history per game. Uh, again, take that with a grain of salt, but. I just don't know. I, I think this is their worst possible matchup. They're playing a team that's been there and done that so many times. So my four upset. Times. Yeah, four times in the past, what, eight years? You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm my upset. I mean, I don't know. Can you call it an upset? I mean, it's not an upset technically because they're the sixth seed. But I'm going to go Warriors over Kings. That's my upset in the first round. I think everything else is going to be chalk. The Clippers Sun series might be interesting. I, I'm going to pick this the, the Phoenix on that one. But other than all the other series, my upset is going to be the, the the Golden State Warriors over the Kings. I'm going to agree with you, but my upset alert. Okay. I'm going to be a little biased. All right. I think the Lakers are going to pull it off against the Grizzlies. Hey, it's technically an upset. I think, I think the 7-2 seed matchup is going to go to the Lakers. And I, I agree. Yeah. I just think you talk about a team that's been there, done that. The Grizzlies, they're a good team, but they've had a lot of off-the-court issues sure. with, with John Moran. And, of course, that's in the past. He's back on the team now and all yeah. that. But Injuries. Injuries. And you're getting Dylan Brooks' head, which it's shown teams this year. Once you get his head, he starts he starts chirping and all this, oh, which I'm yeah. all for. But you better be able to back it up, right? He's, he's going to be guarding LeBron. And, yeah. and if, if AD's healthy and the Lakers don't turn over the ball a bunch of times like they did against the 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 Timberwolves, Timberwolves yeah. the, the other night, then yeah, they're going to be just fine. Well, who's stopping got- AD on that team? Because Steven no Adams one. is out. Brandon Clark is out. Who's going to no stop one. AD? No yeah. one. It's, the only one going to stop AD is AD himself. Right. Yes, and if he doesn't correct. get touches. So I have, I think the Lakers are going to pull it off. I think they're going to beat them in six. Okay. And they're going to get some yep. rest. I think they realize, okay, if we do this, we're either going to play Denver or the, or the Kings or whoever, right? The highest uh, they, seed Yeah, they, the winner of the Kings and, and Warriors. Yep. Mm-hmm. They, would, they would play that. And so it would they would have to be healthy and get some rest. And I think that's the big key. I think that's what it comes down to. They say, okay, we got to get, we can't go to game seven because then we're going to get no rest and roll into a series with like, but because they'd be, if the nuggets beat the eight seed, right? Which I'm assuming they're going to yeah, they they play the nuggets yeah. is the lowest seed. So I, they have yeah, to, I, I did. Yeah. I think it comes out. I think they're going to, they're going to run their own tempo and really it's good. The only thing that's going to stop Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis himself. He can yeah, get the touches he needs. Right, he's gonna he's gonna eat. But if he gets hurt or banged up or anything, it's gonna go down to LeBron going and I'm gonna save the Lakers in my season in my legacy mode and kind of hog the ball. And then people are just gonna be throwing up shots last second, you know. And what's gonna help? And obviously they got hit the outside shot the other night. Mm-hmm. They were terrible. I think they were just Awful. above thirty percent. Yeah. Bring the turnovers down. Hit your outside shots. Mm-hmm. Get to the free throw line and run your own tempo. The Lakers will win this in six. I don't see why the Lakers can't upset the Grizzlies in six. And the Lakers are such a great defensive team, and they've really poured on the wins since the All-Star break. They've looked like the team that many wanted them to be in the beginning of the season. And you know, you got to give credit to Rob Palenka getting those players like Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt is a great defender and uh, D'Angelo Russell. I think I think the two things that are important for the Lakers, because I think to me, LeBron's going to show well, up. Well, Hachimura's and, been, been tearing oh, up when he's been yeah. playing down low. Yeah. And, and how about Austin Reeves? Austin, Austin Reeves is great. that man. Yeah, Give he's that man his money. The great yes. white hope of Los Angeles, man. Give that man his money. <laughs> right. Don't let yeah. him walk. He's been Don't playing let great. Him walk. He's worth his 50 million or whatever he's going to command in free agency. Get that man. Extend him immediately when your season's over. Undrafted from Oklahoma. 
pretty pretty cool story. Pretty cool story. And but I think it's going to come down to the other guys because to me, LeBron's always going to show up. Yeah. He's always going to show up. I think AD will show up if he's healthy. But you know, the other guys who we just mentioned, I think, are going to be important. But uh, health to me is number one with the Lakers. We know that. They lost the Suns a couple of years ago because of it. They didn't make the playoffs last year because of it. So health is just going to be key. But if they're healthy, man, the Lakers can make a run. I'm telling you. I mean, I know we're just previewing the first round, but the, the Lakers could really make a run. You never know. Yeah, and you it's not going to have to play them and then travel. You got a seven-game series with this team. You're going to get the field game one of what works and what yeah. doesn't. And that veteranship and Darvin Ham being, uh, I think he's had a decent year with what he's had to deal with as a first-year head coach. I mean, some mm-hmm. of his rotations have been questionable, but – that was earlier in the season when he had like no one to rotate. Do I throw Russell Westbrook in who can't hit a shot? Right. And now we now he's doing okay with the Clippers. I mean, I, I think they can go out of it. I don't think they're gonna make a title run, but they're gonna they're gonna be a tough out no matter what, how mm-hmm. however far they go. Now I, I I think game one's pretty important for the Grizzlies, you know, because LeBron is always if LeBron wins game one, statistically in his career, I think he's only lost like two series if he's won game one. So you got to put him away, man. You got to put LeBron away. If you don't put him away, he's just going to keep coming at you and he's going to keep, you know, forcing them to turn the ball over and he's going to keep driving the lane and getting in foul trouble for for the Grizzlies. So I think the Grizzlies is a big game. I know it's just game one. I know it's like, you know, we saw a lot of teams come back from 2-0 last year, like the Mavericks with the Suns and with the, you know, the Bucks even in the finals against the Suns as well a couple of years ago. But yeah, it's important. Game one's important for the Grizzlies, like, especially because they're very undermanned right now. So yep. we'll see what happens. And but so is that your only upset of uh, round one? Because I'll be honest with you, besides the besides the Warriors and Kings, I I, I got nothing. Yeah, because I, I don't want to see that as an upset. I just think if the know. Warriors are able to snag one in Sacramento, it's over. Right, it's there you over. Go. Yeah, because they're it's so over. good at home. <laughs> yeah, because they're, so, they're so good at home. They're terrible on the road. But really, you got to be able to stop Steph and Clay on the outside, mm-hmm. and that's what it was going to go to. I'm not counting Draymond just. If and you can contend, I guess they're outside shooting, which no team has been able to do the last decade, really. Then you can win it. But if they snag one in Sacramento, it's over, man. It's over. They're going to go back I to. Agree. They're going to go back to what is it? San Francisco now? Are they in San Francisco? Uh, Chase Center. Chase Center. Chase. Yeah. They're going to go to the yeah. Chase Center in San because they're not in Oakland right anymore. They're in San nope. Francisco. No, in San Francisco. Yeah. They're going to go mm-hmm. back to San Francisco. They're going to yeah. win that series. They're going to win. I they're going to beat them in five. I, I think the Kings will snag game one or two. Okay. But they're Warriors got it in five. I, I the just don't Warriors, see it as an upset. The Warriors are getting Andrew Wiggins back too, and and offensively, I think he's going to be rough to start out. But he always knows how to play defense. He's such a great defender. So I think you get him back. Look out for the Warriors, man. I'm, I don't think they're going to make a title. I mean, they could get you know they're going to get to the second round, but don't count them out. the The Warriors and the Lakers don't count them out because if you do, you might be sleeping. No doubt about yep. it. Real quick. Who is your MVP for the NBA this year? You got Jokic, you got uh, Embiid, you got Giannis. I was saying Jokic, but I think Giannis and Embiid kind of the end of this midway point also break yeah, beyond. They did. at that point kind of excelled past Jokic, which that's not yes. saying the Jokic had a great season. But oh no those doubt, two really yeah, yeah. Out, and I think there's going to be voters fatigue with Jokic being a three. There is, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Embiid. I think I, overall I totally he, he had the better season. I mean, he Giannis did. is right there. I mean, you could look at stats. I haven't even looked at what their final stats were, but I know they've kind of like right there. Giannis yeah. is. Leading in a, in a few categories, but and without Embiid, the Sixers are a lottery pick team. Oh, or without sure. Oh, Giannis, yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. The, the, the Bucks could at least make the playoffs. I would think I they could be at least a play in or playoff team. I think it really comes down to Embiid. The Sixers are a lottery team without him, and he's very valuable in that team. And he's showing it when he's available. Yeah. He's, the, he's the best. He led the, the league in scoring. Arguably, he's arguably the, center. the best center. He competes with Jokic and, and mm-hmm. is 
and his head on, you know, his head on games with Jokic. I think he came out two and L this season. I know I remember watched one on no, one and one, but the second game he didn't play. The second game, um, NB talking about the first game he he dominated. Jokic. Dominated. He dominated, and I think that's what yeah. they're gonna look at. Okay, the one yeah. game they did play, Embiid dominated down low against Jokic, who's the two time MVP, the back to back, right? So yeah, I, I think with the MVP, if you're gonna win three straight, you have to have some sort of like just bonker season, you know. And and Jokic's analytics are bonkers, but he's not the best defender. His points per game were down. His assists were up. You know, he's averaging 10-plus assists for a center is insane. He pretty much almost averaged a triple-double. But you look at Embiid. He led the league in scoring. You said it. If they took it, they take him off the team, they probably stink, no doubt. And, you know, it's just his time, right? Giannis had his time. Jokic has his time. I think it's finally time to give Embiid that MVP. I think he deserves it. Yeah, because you yeah. could argue the last, the last couple of years he was deserving, too. So Second place, yeah. Yeah, it's just it, – it's time. Embiid, I mean – there's voters fatigue, I think, going to go into it. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot, but it's like, go back. LeBron. LeBron could have won like eight straight MVPs, oh realistically, yeah. from like 2010 to 2018. You could yes. argue, or at least 2017, you could argue LeBron was Michael the most Jordan too, you know. And Michael so Jordan it's just too. it's just like, you got to change yeah. it up or people are going to lose interest. Like, oh, it's all, you might as well name it the LeBron title, or the Jordan yeah. title. Or well, they blah, did blah, it to blah. Jordan too. I mean, all those years where Barkley won and then Karl Malone won. I mean, I, I think the voter fatigue thing is real because if you're doing it against guys like Jordan and LeBron, they're going to do it against Jokic. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah. All right, so let's move on to the NFL, our final topic of the day. The NFL drafts in two weeks, two weeks from today, as a matter of fact, which I'm excited for. It's going to be in Kansas City which will be a fun sight for sure. But uh, the report's out today that the Texans are probably not going to take a quarterback at number two. And, you know, I think the consensus right now is that Bryce Young probably will be the number one pick. You know, the, I don't know who said it. So I think Peyton Manning did. He compared Bryce Young to Joe Burrow. I mean, I don't – let's slow down on that. We yeah, don't know about that yet. Slow down a little bit. Yeah, yeah I'm like, what? Yeah, so, yeah, I didn't get that really much, but uh, I, I think Bryce will be a good quarterback. But C.J. Stroud was the consensus number two pick for a while on everybody's boards, on Mel, on Kuyper's board. But now D'Amico Ryans, who was the defensive coordinator in San Francisco for a long time, it seems like he's going to follow that mold of Kyle Shanahan where they're going to focus on getting guys on the roster that are so freaking good that it kind of takes away from the poor play of the quarterback or the average play of the quarterback. So they're going to go on that Jimmy G... Um, Brock Purdy route, it seems like. So what do you think about that? You think the Texans are making a mistake? I mean, I I think they should take the quarterback, personally. I, I'm not a big believer in Davis Mills, but I kind of also do, at the same token, understand that, all right, D'Amico Ryans is coming from Kyle Shanahan's system. So what do you, what do you think? I think it's a defensive-minded head coach going for the best defensive player available, the number two And there's pick. a lot. Yeah. And I actually think, isn't Will Anderson, like, the number one rated player overall in the draft? On a lot of He's boards, yeah. On a lot of mm-hmm. boards, and so it's yep. it's not yep. a, it's not a far reach. I mean, realistically, it's like to be successful, you got to build that defense up. And the best playoff teams, it comes down to defense or championship caliber teams, unless just Mahomes over five touchdowns, right? But right, right. You got a defensive minded first year head coach, and you got arguably a generational talented outside linebacker, defensive edge rusher in Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a far reach. I think it's a right. safe bet. Oh, it's a safe. You know this yeah. guy from day one. At training camp to date to week one of the NFL season, it's gonna show up. And I think that's what it comes down to. It's like you gotta show up. You're not sure on CJ Stroud. Ohio State quarterbacks don't have the best track record yeah. recently for first round picks. I think yeah. and I'm not saying that's what he's looking into. That's just kind of like a little if you look behind the scenes or behind the lines, clear your eyes type thing. But Will Anderson Jr. is the safe bet at the number two pick. Oh, I, I agree. And 
Yeah. I think he's playing this game because say a team wants to trade up to two or whatever, and they can fall back. They can still get something. I don't think they're going to trade back because if they trade back, Will Anderson's going to Seattle. They're not going Jalen right. Carter to Seattle. Will Anderson will go to Seattle, which I've been saying. I, yeah, falls, no, they got to do it. You take yeah. Will Anderson Jr. Yes, I so, agree. I don't think it's a far-fetched idea. I think it's actually a great point. Build up that defense from the front to the back and then bring in maybe a Jimmy G to be a facilitator, a game manager, as long as he's healthy there in in Houston and roll with it. You got yeah. nothing to lose. He's not going to cost you $50 million a year like a lot of these quarterbacks. You're probably going to sign him to maybe a $20 million season, get him for three years, really groom up that defense and that offensive line for the next couple of years. Yes, and, that's the two keys. Because yeah. I... I just, for me personally, when head coaches, first year head coaches draft the quarterback and it doesn't work out, it doesn't mm-hmm. work out for the head coach long-term either. Cause they're like, yeah. well, this was your guy. That's you right. were high on him. That's especially the quarterback position. You're gone. Like, yeah, you know, that's right. the thing with you the get quarterback that wrong. position. You're not yeah. going to get Joe Burrows and these Patty Mahomes and guys like that. You know, they get lucky yeah. and get lucky. Like Joe Burrows, the first overall pick. So I'm not saying that's luck. Like he was the best player in the draft, you know, and now sure, look at what he's right. doing, but yeah, yeah, it's not a reach. I think it's the safest pick for them and it's the best safest pick. Cause he's probably going to be defensive defensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Realistically. I mean, depending, they got a lot of defensive players coming out of that, like Jalen Carter, even there, but yeah, I feared to make Ryan's defensive minded head coach go with the best safest bet in that edge rusher, outside linebacker, yeah. Will Anderson jr. And yeah. roll with it. Cause you build championships are built on defense and offensive line. Yeah, I agree. And so agree. you got to go from that route. Defense, stack it up offensive line defense this year, bring in a guy like Jimmy G or whoever just to just to run the offense for a year, maybe two, and then the second year draft mm-hmm. a quarterback when you're because you're probably gonna be a lottery pick again. Yeah, you're probably I mean, gonna be in the Williams top five realistically. And, but mm-hmm. if you show that you drafted the right personnel, now you can go get a quarterback, sky's the limit. And let's be honest, like sky's Davis Mills, Davis Mills is not a top 10 quarterback, but he's also not like God awful. No, you know he, he's mean? a good, he's a good 15 to 20 right, right. in the range of that fifth and 20 top quarterback in the league. Yeah. I would say he's a good middle of the road just to, and then to yeah, start CJ, building your team around and then draft a guy. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you have CJ Stroud who will probably go to the Colts at that point because the Cardinals are looking to trade their pick. You know, maybe a team that needs a quarterback will trade. I mean, maybe the, the Colts will trade one spot ahead just to make sure they get Stroud, but Either way, I think Stroud is going to go to a team that needs a quarterback. And then you have a guy like Anthony Richardson. I mean, what are they? What are the? I think the Seahawks are really are the most intriguing. They have the most intriguing spot. They really do. I mean, what are they going to do? I'm, I don't know. Like I said last week, I think they're going to take Jalen Carter, and a lot of analysts are saying he's going to be not tough to work with. All the talents right. there. Well, yeah, he was all overweight. The there, yeah. he was overweight, yeah. but all the mm-hmm. talents there, and he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. There's a D tackle. They're right. not comparing him to like. Aaron Donald, but they're like, he is a can't miss prospect. But it's okay. He came in overweight. You can fix yeah. that. But there's off the field issues too, isn't there, that you got to account for with him. Yeah. And, and yeah. Pete, Pete and John Schneider are, are notorious for, for bringing guys in and thinking they can change and fix it. It's just that's the locker room to be in if you think you can do it. Like that's yeah, people like around Pete, the league say sure. that. And so yeah. if you need someone that kind of needs, to be to learn to be a professional, that's the organization. Yeah, Pete's a player's that's one of the coach. Best organization man. to go to. Yeah, you're with right. Pete and John Schneider. So you're right. I agree. But like I said last week, you could not mess up that fifth pick. If yeah. you are not sure about Jalen Carter and if Anthony Richardson isn't your guy, you better trade back. Trade it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to have a top five pick again for probably the foreseeable future. Right. So you have right. to nail this pick. Jalen Carter better work out. 
if Will Levis or Anthony Richardson falls in your lap at five, you draft the quarterback and you let I him sit totally behind agree. Gino for a yeah. year. Yeah. I think that's the safest bet. If Will Levis or Anthony Richardson falls in your lap at five, you take the quarterback, let him sit for a year behind Gino and learn the system. You know he can come in year two and run with that offensive line with, with Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas at your tackles who are going to be very, very good tackles going yeah. forward. Yep. Given health aside and all that, they're going to be great tackles going forward that offensive line. And you got Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf out there to throw to, to learn a system. And Pete Carroll to help groom you and make you professional as a quarterback. So you I, think, I think it's, it's safer bet if Will Levis or Anthony Anthony Richardson falls in your lap at five than yeah. taking Jalen Carter at yeah, five. I, 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 think they I know you need edge rushers. I know you, he's not an edge rusher. He's a D tackle. I know you need a defensive line. Yeah. But you brought guys in this offseason to help fix that. Right. Get the quarterback playing for the future. Because quarterbacks are they're you hard to, to draft. It, and you, you, you can't, have to you do can't it. pass it up on a fifth pick if, yes. if Levis or Richardson falls in your lap at five. You have to go. I love this Richardson kid, man. I I think he's so super athletic and you know he's not the best uh, precision passer, but you know, he can work on that. He's gonna sit behind Gino for a year or two. Gino's just not the future. I love him, but he's just not the future. So, you know, you you gotta draft your future. And and I and you know, again, Jalen Carter has the issues, he's overweight, he's had all field field issues, so he's not a sure bet, but I think these quarterbacks going to be a sure bet for the Seahawks because, again, what are you going to do when Geno fades off, when he's going to fade off eventually? I mean, he And you is. saw the fading at the end of the season, about yes. halfway, about That's halfway, right. about week 12, 13. Right. You it saw, was all Kenneth. It was the not, Kenneth not Walker like show. Not like Jets, Geno. No, no. But you saw, <laughs> That's the, bad. You saw the, the, okay, he's kind of becoming down to earth now. He's not this right. savior of whatever. You're, you saw you saw him taper off a little bit, you know, so you got to plan for the future. And there's going to be no top quarterbacks available past that seventh pick. No one will fall out of the top 10. No one will fall yes, out of the top 10. I agree. Yeah. And I Hendon agree. Hooker's not the answer. I've been saying that the last couple of weeks. Hendon Hooker is not the answer in the first <laughs> no, round. No. I think he's going to fall out of the first round. He will. And if you yeah. do go defense with your fifth and 20th pick, because they have two picks and then they have, I think it's the 37th pick. Mm-hmm. Well, let me see 33, 34, 35, 36. Yeah. 37th pick. Yeah. From Denver as well, and then their pick later on the second. You have four picks in like the top 40, 50 picks. Not a lot of teams have that. Yeah, they're in good shape. Draft your quarterback and those next picks, all defense. Yeah, Build up. Because that's where you find your gems on defense is in the later mid rounds. Right. And that's where German, you always find them. Chancellor, yeah. Bobby Wade yeah. was a second round pick. Yeah. Roll with that's it. Right. Tr- trust the process. That's a big saying <laughs> now in sports. Trust, the trust process. Schneider. Schneider and Pete seem like they know what they're doing. And we completely thought they didn't. But boy, they proved us wrong this year. So not hey, no I told them they it. would win that Russell Wilson trade. You did. But say I didn't that, think yes. they were going to be a playoff team on. Top no, of that. nobody. Nobody did. Nobody. I, I can't think of one person that picked them to make the playoffs. I, I he just didn't can't. think they were going to be. I mean, no. they had to say the right thing. They didn't even think they were. <laughs> we're going to be a wild card team and maybe win our division. No, you're not. right. And then they almost right. not won the division, but they made the wild card. So and they they gave the Niners for the, fight in the first half. Yeah, right. But you right. can't you cannot blow that you cannot blow up that that fifth pick. Right. They. Can't, I'd rather you no. trade back and then blow and it. Get yeah, more right. pieces than blow it. <laughs> right. No, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. So we'll see again. I think it's the most interesting spot. Where what are the Seahawks? Colts and the Seahawks to me are the most interesting spots uh, to talk about. So anything else relevant on the list? I, I got two things. Uh, OBJ. Signed with the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, OBJ Pretty, Raven. 15 million for one year. I think that's a up, little. Up to 18, I think. Up to 18, really? Okay, well, let's hope he's, I, again, I don't think he's a number one guy anymore, but the Ravens needed help. They needed a playmaker, so good they did that. But, uh, hey, he was in the club with Lamar after he signed the deal. Um, he's Lamar posted him on Instagram after he signed the deal. 
OBJ's, you know, making pleas to Lamar to come back to the team. So what do you think? You think because they signed OBJ, do you, does that mean, you know, uh, Lamar's going to have to bite the bullet and, and maybe take less? You know, what do you think? I think bite the bullet, but in yeah. the sense of sign the franchise tag. $32 million, this, are you $40 million is, a year? This, this is your chance to prove when you actually – is OBJ a number one? No, is he yeah, like nah. a like a one B, a two A type type receiver? Yes, because he had a yeah, really good season next Before to Cooper hurt. Cup yeah. in, in L.A. So right there you go. You could look yeah, at that yeah. where he had a good quarterback in Stafford and great pieces around him doing well. Is he 2014, think- 15, 16 OBJ where he's getting over a no. thousand yards? No, could he be a thousand yard receiver? Yes, but Possibly, Lamar hasn't yeah. also pr- shown his passing game yet in the sense with an actual receiver, right? Like a guy right, where he's right. your go-to guy. OBJ is going to be the go-to guy, and they brought him in, said, hey, we're going to give you the money because you're not going to, no one's, no one's going to pay him 15 to 18 million, right? Yeah. In a contract. That's why he took it. He's like, okay, they're going to give me this money. Yeah, I'll go here. Yeah, I'll take it, right? I'll, right. Ball out. I'll do the best I can. If he can stay healthy, then yeah, I think they can be a playoff team. I, I, I think they can at least take second in the AFC North. I think the Bengals is theirs to lose, right? The AFC mm-hmm. North. So mm-hmm. I don't see them beating the Bengals, but yeah, they will be a, a hard out to, to not be a wild card team there in the AFC in general if Lamar comes back. But this is more of them saying, hey, you're going to get 30, what is it, like 32 million, I think it's yeah, exactly for one I, year. I know it's, it's pretty in, crazy. I know it's in the 30s for his franchise tag, the average yeah. out, average out for a franchise tag. Yeah. Take the franchise tag. And that, I know that's just me saying, you know, it's not my money. It's not me. It's not mm. my financial future, but obviously no one wants to sign you to anything more than 30 million. He's so got no market take that 30. Yeah. Yeah. Prove yourself. Stay healthy because that's the other thing. He's missed a lot of games the last two years. We're like he's a running quarterback. Then they have no choice. Then they have no choice. Right? Take the franchise. Right. You have a good receiver. Not a not a top receiver. You actually have a good receiver. No BJ if he's healthy. Let and Mark Andrews. Can't forget about Mark Andrews there. That, that'll open up the field and Bateman. That'll open the field for those guys with OBJ there. And I say he's going to draw attention like a DeAndre Hopkins or like a Stefan Diggs or Jefferson like that. But it'll open up the field. Mm-hmm. And he can see what he can do with that arm. And he's he he's had good numbers as a as a passer. Right. But people are like, yeah, but you're still a runner. And he's hurt so when, a lot, and, and he gets hurt a lot because of that. Yeah. So yeah. I think you take that franchise tag, run it one year with OBJ, and, if, and then you test the mark. You're like, hey, I can throw close to thirty touchdowns and rush for a thousand. Oh, I was an MVP. 000. Right. I'm right. have MVP. another MVP season. Yeah. I was healthy. You yeah. get me. You get me a receiver I could throw to, and look what I can do with it. Mm-hmm. I th- I think this yes. is where. He bet on himself, bet on yourself again, because no one's giving you that long-term deal. I think the best he saw was three years, like yeah. 30 million or something like that. He wants that fully guaranteed. Fact, that's and he wants the, the fully guaranteed. Magic words. Because he's looking at guys like what Russ got, what yeah. Kyler got, what yeah. Deshaun got. And even owners were like, and I get it, to be honest. Cle- like we said, whatever they do in Cleveland, they're not the smartest up there in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Do not base a market off that contract. Yeah, owners, they're, they're just like a owners bad said, franchise. Do not base your contract. And the market on Deshaun Watson. Right. No one's getting that money. Mm-mm. No one's no, getting that money. They're it's idiots. never going to happen again. I think that's that. Yeah, right. They are. And, and I think that's the the key. And, and you know what? They, they're they showing Lamar. I think the big narrative was that Lamar didn't have any weapons. The Ravens are a team that they signed these old receivers like Anquan Bolden and Steve Smith. And but they don't really get guys, young guys that are popping. And, you know, I mean, OBJ is a little old, but. You know, I mean, they're getting guys that that can help them out. Mark Andrews, Bateman, um, OBJ. They got the um, the Dobbins as the running back, and they yep. got a good offensive line. Well, I forgot about Dobbins. Yeah, so Lamar has the weapons. So I think now is the time to kind of just bite the bullet and say, okay, I'll play one more year. I'll show you I'm still an MVP candidate, and then they have no choice but to pay him. Uh, the other big story is, 
I, I, Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know if where it's going to happen. happen. If it's going to happen, he's not returning the Packers calls. Mark Murphy, the Packers president, is saying, "Well, I don't want to talk about it." And then Joe Douglas, the Jets GM, is at an event saying it's going to happen. He's eventually going to come. Well, when is it going to happen? I mean, the draft is in two weeks, and you have that pick that the Packers want. At this point, it's what it's. It's like the thirteenth, fourteenth pick. Just give it up at this point. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, we just need a quarterback, and we made that bed with Rodgers. Now we now they got to sleep in it, man. I mean, that that really is the the big thing. And or, you know, they want they wanted to sign OBJ, and now they're thinking about trade for DeAndre Hopkins. It's like they're giving them weapons. It's like, look, we got to get this done, man. Or maybe the Jets are seeing this and being like, okay, if he's doing this, he's not even on our team. Yeah, Do we want it. I know they're trying to call, but here's the thing: it's a win win for the Packers. He doesn't show up, we don't pay him. Right. We don't pay that's him. 50 mil. Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. pay him. He'll he'll get fined until he reports and then whatever type thing. I'm sure there's I don't know exactly the contract, like the, the language in a contract, whatever. There's a right. cap hit, but, but you have to show up to training camp, report. you know. You have right, to show right, up. Right. You gotta show up to get paid. Yeah. And so right, right, right. There's that. I think Aaron Rodgers is just one of the biggest divas you've ever seen in NFL history. Yeah. And I don't think going to the Jets is gonna fix it. I just I'm ready for him to retire, man. I'm ready. I'm not the biggest Rodgers fan. Sure, is he this great quarterback? Yeah, whatever. But, dude, you're not worth the drama. If if I'm a GM, I'd be like, no. I'll ride with Zach Wilson, take my 13th pick, build up my defense or my offensive weapons even more, say another receiver. Or, yeah, yeah, I can build up that offensive line. Yeah, And maybe go after Lamar next year when I got weapons. (sighs) I I think if you're going after Rodgers, go after Lamar now. Exactly. If if you're even thinking Rodgers and you can't even – He's not answering his phone. Like you're gonna deal with that, and you you have to deal with that in your organization. That he's gonna yeah. he's gonna put that in like not that not saying all players will fall for it, but that yeah. mindset in, in like like a sauce gardener. You don't want you don't want your young players that are good caliber players that can be defensive players of the year and all this, and they're they're you're rebuilding for your franchise to see how their quarterbacks acting. That's the Aaron Wilson room right too, there. Yeah. and Wilson. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, he ain't worth the trouble, Brees man. Hall. He ain't worth the trouble. I know. I, was, I, really... I think New England would have been calling and having him come up to New England in right, reality. Right. So yeah. I don't or Tampa, but they don't have a salary cap for him. Really, they don't have any no. room for him. But right. if he was such a hot commodity and people wanted him, you would think another t- other teams would be calling about. He said, I'm playing for the Jets. Well, you're under contract. You're yeah. a Green Bay Packer till we say so. And I, I love yes. this hardball that the Packers are like, we're not budging. Yeah, we're we not budging either. Yep. They're calling, but it's also like, wait, we're it's a win win for us. He doesn't report, yeah. we just find him and get our money. Back no, they moved on. Extent. Jordan Love is the guy. Jordan and, and Love yeah, is the they're guy. Like, yeah, Jordan Love's our guy. He doesn't want to play. That's fine. Go retreat to Oregon in your dark little cave and do whatever. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's what I got. I I I just do do me a favor so I never have to talk about him again and just retire. <laughs> right, and yeah. there's the thing with Rod. I know everyone has every player has it has say an ego or think I think not like an ego, but like they're high on themselves, right? Sure. It's like Aaron Rodgers just thinks he's smarter than everyone. I think oh, yeah, that's absolutely. the problem. He's the smartest guy in the room. He, he always he's the, smart, be the smartest He's got to be the, the smartest room. guy in the room, yeah. and he knows yes. everything, and you're always wrong. Right. Correct. I would not want that in my QB room with a bunch of young, sophomore season yeah. guys, and, and I mean, I'm trying to rebuild a franchise at Robert Stahl. I would not want that. Right. No, and as a Jets fan, I, I would much rather have Lamar. But again, the Jets have said, Woody Johnson has said, we're not going after Lamar, so the next best thing is like, He's $20 well, million dollars cheaper. I know. Yeah. You can even say we're going to pay you thirty-five to forty million. He's still cheaper, still cheaper than Rodgers, yeah, than Aaron Rodgers, and younger. I, I know, I, dude. Your Jets, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I to listen. I know. I'd much rather have Lamar. 
Um, but, you know, again, I keep saying this to everybody. It's like the Jets have really just dug this hole and they have to deal with it now. You know, they have to deal with it. So we'll see what happens, man. I don't know. I, another frustrating part of being a, a New York Jets fan. man. Well, also, the thing is he could not have the season he thought he was going to have in New York. So he can change the scenery and he retires and he gave all that up for a one year rental for one year. Get right. Anything out of. It's right, not worth right. it. I, I listen. Amen. I agree. <laughs> I'm on your side, bro. Trust me. Trust me. So anyway, uh, I got I got a hot take this week. I got a pretty good one. Ooh, I didn't even think of hot takes. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Ryan, what is your hot take for this week? All right. So this is definitely a hot take. I know it. And don't kill me for it. But, you know, NHL hockey. I got a hockey hot take today. Okay. All right. Okay. The Boston Bruins have broken the record for most wins in a season. They won the President's Trophy. They set a record for like the Warriors did when they were 73 and 9. But. You look at other teams that have won those games, like the Detroit Red Red Wings back in the day, and I forget the other one, but I think it might have been the might have been the Blackhawks. I'm not sure, but anyway, it's happened before where you win the President's Trophy and you get bounced in the first round. And I don't know what what it is. I just got this gut feeling that the Boston Bruins are going to lose in the first round of the NHL playoffs after breaking the record for most wins in a season. I'm gonna. I'm, that's a hot take, man. I know. I couldn't think of anything else, so I'm going to go. But I saw the graphic on SportsCenter the other night that one seeds usually, not usually, but they've lost. President's Trophy President's <laughs> trophy teams that break records have lost before in the first round. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. And I, and I know it's probably stupid, but I'm going to go with that. Ryan, they're hot takes, not set the whole apartment and house on fire, <laughs> dude. Come on. Hey, if this happens, I'm going to be, I'm gonna hey, be bragging. So, hey, so hey, if it happens, dinner on me, man. If okay, it happens. Right. Man, I don't watch much hockey, so I... I, I, I'm i going to agree with you on it. How about that? I'll, I'll all right. Agree okay. All right. I appreciate that. I'll be honest, man. I don't have a hot take this week. All I don't right, have a hey. hot take. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't have a hot take this week. I'm kind of waiting to see how MLB pans out and the NBA playoffs mm. and all that. We talked about upsets and all this. So I don't, I don't really have a hot take this week, man. I think we kind of, okay. it's more just kind of what's relevant and what's not this week. And we know after, ba- after basketball ends, baseball kind of takes over and it's, it's an exciting season across the board. So we'll cover it. Of course, Oh yeah, more because we usually take like an every other week type thing, but right, right when, during the summers. But you know, I I had a Jared Kelnick one. I mean, you think Jared Kelnick might make the All Star team this year? What do you think? He keeps it up. Yeah, right. I right. don't think that, that could I don't be a hot think take. That could be a hot take, but I mean, looking at it now, if he can keep this up, I don't see why he couldn't represent it. Right. Be a Seattle made it last at home. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a hot take. I right. Mean, but true. Yeah, he's playing would well. Be, <laughs> but if he play, if he's playing like this, playing well, then I don't see why not. But. Right. Yeah, I don't have a hot take, man. I don't uh, have one. So this week. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I don't have right. one this week. I don't it's got all good, one. Man. It's I don't all got good. one. I'll take one for next week, though. You know, play- all right. playoffs will be going. Yes. We'll know what the stand like the Stanley Cup playoffs going on, and we'll kind of mm-hmm. see going into it. Okay. <laughs> no, I lied. I got a oh, hot take. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear the hot take. I'll stick to baseball. The Tampa Bay Rays will have a losing record in the month of May. Oh, okay. With the strength of schedule they have going in after April, they will have a losing record for the month of May. See, that's a hot take because they're thirteen and zero right now. So that's a hot take. I like that one. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna have a losing a losing a losing month record for the month of May. Not saying like a losing record, but they the month of May they will be below five hundred. All right, for, like for that, that month one. for that month. Uh, I like that one because I can definitely see it happening. You know, you know. So but that's just a hot take. I mean, they're a good team, but they right. have a strong schedule there. In the long month of May, way to so, go, man. A so long, we'll this, see. Yeah, and a long way to go in this season for sure. All right, man. So that's going to do it. Episode 19, season two of the Talking Ball podcast. Of course, you guys can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, TikTok, YouTube, YouTube Shorts, Facebook. We're all there, man. Everything we're but Twitter because we're banned off Twitter thanks to Mason. <laughs> right. Still working on that situation. But 
Yeah, no doubt, man. All right, man. Well, it was good talking to you. Until next time, peace out, guys. Later, guys.